Hello, everybody. It is your ever-loving Uncle Fish back again for the School of Fish, my twice-weekly for now uh, art stream coming to you live, sponsored by the Agents of Geekdom Network, which can be found on all the amazing places that you can stream things, on the YouTubes and the Twitches and the Facebooks and the Twitters and all of those places. All you got to do is look for Agents of Geekdom, like and subscribe to that, and you will have awesome content coming at you every day of the week. We've got amazing shows all week long from Unlikely Heroes Studios to School of Fish to Tuesday Night Clapback. We get to see the most amazing indie comics characters bashing it out in the wrestling ring to chat and draw with uh, Mike Watson. Good morning, Sarah. Glad to see you again. I've missed you so much since the last time we talked for three hours last night on your show, <laughs> on Katie's show. Never mind, not your show. It's Katie's show. You're not the star. You're not the star, Sarah. You're sitting next to the star because Katie's the star. Um, had a great time hanging out last night on what Katie draws, watching her paint this amazing picture of Kaw, the crow magnet. And I mean, just watching it come to life, it's it's like magic. You You think it's fun watching me draw stuff. It's absolutely magic watching her turn this stuff into just solid gold it is it is really something it is crazy to watch uh try not to be <laughs> i just like talking so much it's it i get you i get you and it's fun it's absolutely fun man we had such a good time last night i really enjoyed it so much fun that i thought last night was friday because i was doing a live stream for so long last night and i almost forgot to get on and do the show today I, my wife actually asked me to look at the calendar and see if I had anything to do today. I was like, Oh crap, I got a show and, and hurry up and, you know, try and fix my beard as best I could. It's getting a little bushy. I need to head to, the, I need to head to the beauty salon, get my beard trimmed up a little bit, but try and get rid of this cough. Cause you just don't want somebody all up in your face, snip, 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 I mean, <laughs> all over him. It's rude. It's what it is. It's rude. And my dear departed mother, the Southern Belle, she was taught me to be anything but rude at every opportunity speaking of which would you like a gatorade sir i got one right here for you. if you want it you can have it. you can have a sit feel free uh anyway it is a beautiful thursday morning i'm glad to be here one of the last thursday mornings i'm gonna be doing the show live on agents of geekdom i'm gonna switch to just doing it just doing school of fish live on tuesdays and then i'm gonna be doing a new show on my patreon for patreon backers only so the thursday show is going to move over there and get rebranded to a different thing which will also be brought to you by the agents of geekdom network and sponsored but it's going to be on my patreon thing alone uh oh you have mountain dew energy absolutely absolutely if i could afford the sugar i miss soda so bad Not the Gatorade's a whole lot better, but it's a little bit better. And I try and only have like one a day if I can help it. But I knew I didn't have enough coffee to make it through the show. And I don't have any unsweet tea right now. And this was closer than the waters. So I grabbed that. 
Uh, today, we're going to be taking a little break from Call of the Crow Magnet. As you can see below you, if you go to www.gomistfish.com, you can sign up for the pre-launch page and be notified when Call of the Crow Magnet launches on May 16th on Kickstarter. Coming to you by Mr. Fish Comics. Um, it goes live on May 16th. It'll be going live on the show. I'm going to launch it on the show, School of Fish, that Tuesday morning, May 16th. Uh, I'm just waiting for the proof copies to come in the mail. Just waiting for Mr. Postman to bring me a dream so I can open the coolest comics I've ever seen. I'm going to show them off on my stream and TikTok, and everybody's going to go crazy for car. Um, but right now, to pay the bills, because, you know, the Kickstarter doesn't go live until May 16th. It doesn't end until June 2nd which means I ain't going to get paid from Kickstarter to order the books till mid-June, possibly. Uh, I got bills to pay between here and there, so we got books to do. So we're going to be slapping some pages of the Sentinels issue 275 down. Ooh, I hope they are too, sir. I hope they are. Um, we're going to be doing some pages of the Sentinels while we're working here. And I thought I would just click over here as such and show you the page that i just did this morning and it's a little rough and i just like roughed in the backgrounds i didn't really put any detail into the background it looks like i did but i didn't and we've got chronocide a new villain new time traveling time master villain who just popped up at the end of the last issue and we got doc quantum and uh what is her name wildfire and black orchid and grim reaper and tarantula and whiz wilson all public domain characters i think every, except for chronocide maybe all of them are public domain characters and uh <laughs> that roy really likes to he likes to take the public domain characters and redo them <clears throat> and give them new life as if they had been going all this time and what would their comic books look like, you know, in the eighties or, you know, now if they'd been going all this time, like Superman and all these other guys have, and if they had gotten bought up like plastic man and Shazam did, and, you know, we're still being published. And so this is the look into the back issue bins of a parallel world. And we get to see what happens when all of those public domain characters got combined into one uh, justice society, if you will. You know, the Sentinels that are protecting the world. It's been a really fun book. I've really enjoyed it. We're fixing to go on to penciling page two now. So I'm going to go to trusty old file and open and I'm in the wrong place. Comic Books 2023. Roy Johnson, because he's the client. Sentinels 275, because that's the book. And <clears throat> I have a template page 00 that I save all over the place and keep copies of. And I just click on that because it's. I found it to be faster. And this page now comes in. I have it set with the automatic border at the right thickness but i can turn off that border i also have this image object laid in here that has the page broken up around that panel border uh i have it broken up into halves 
in the middle, into quarters, and into thirds. So it really helps me lay out where I want my panels to be and stuff. And I have a blue layer over here set to pencil already. Everything's ready to go to start on a new page. Um, so I like to save that in every new file that I'm working on for a book. So I can just open that and then rename it. And it works very fast for me. So now I'm going to go and save as. It goes much faster when I'm not explaining everything step by step. But you know how it is. 002 for page two. Because that's the way Kablam likes their pages numbered. They don't want a whole bunch of nonsense to it. So I do it the way they want it done so that it's easier for me to output the files in the end and they are the way the printer wants them and we don't have to do a bunch of juggling and figuring later on think it through in the beginning and do it right the first time <clears throat> so all right we have our page ready to go and the way i tend to do it when i'm doing everything myself <clears throat> excuse me is i like to do the lettering first i like to get the lettering laid out and that helps me figure out sometimes how big do the panels need to be to get the action and all the conversation and captions and stuff so i like to start there so i'm on page two of the script and we're going to come down here to caption one and i'm going to copy and paste because at least then i know i'm not making any spelling errors transposing it because I'm really bad about that. I'm really bad about that. And we're going to bold Grim Reaper's name. Just because that's that's just the old school kind of way that we tend to do it on this book. Um, and I just kind of like it. I've kept doing it in my own books. Um, you'll notice it in call. Like I, I bold important names and stuff like they used to do in the comics so it's like okay that's something i need to remember that's that's somebody important uh let's see what this looks like broken up into four lines that's not bad now i'm going to take that line and i went in to my text editing thing and i went to the little wrench there to change the settings and I went down to font and then horizontal ratio. I added a little eyeball to that. So it would be visible in my tool pad in my toolbox over here. So now I can come over, select that line, and then I can shrink its horizontal width a little bit. I don't really want to go over 10%. Any more than 10% shrinking or enlarging starts to really look forced on a lot of fonts especially the font i use for lettering so i shrunk i squeezed the top line almost 10 percent, and now i'm stretching the other lines like i'm all stretched at to 110 which doesn't make them even but it makes them a whole lot closer to even which makes this this box you know, this block of text fit much better in the little caption box and look much smoother in the end. And so that's one of my little lettering tips that I re I actually only picked up recently was that that option was even there for lettering. And I have loved it so much because every once in a while, like there's just no other way to break 
the conversation in a word balloon without having one line being way too long or one line a little too short. Cause maybe that one line is just two big words, two long words. And if you add the next and it makes it way too long or whatever. So being able to select that and stretch it just a little bit to make it fit the balloon better or shrink the lines above it or whatever you need to do. Oh, makes it look so much better in the end. So now I'm going to go back to the script. I got that one done. Now it's a, exclamation mark get wilson out of here so we're going to copy that and we're going to come over here with the little old text tool as you do and we're going to hit shaboom paste and again because we're doing this old school we're going to uh, and i'm just gonna up the size of this box a little bit so i don't have to keep scrolling down to get to the bold for the lettering because that scrolling is just taking a little bit of time and every little bit of time is more than I really need to be wasting. I, everywhere I can save a second is a good time for me. So like that seems awfully short. So I'm going to stretch it just to the 110, make it smooth it off just a little bit. It's not perfect, but it's a whole lot closer. And then I'm going to come throw ye old round balloon around it. And I'm not going to go ahead and put a tail on it yet because I'm not exactly sure where everything's going to pan out just yet. No, sorry, Kyra. I don't mean to chase you off, but we ain't doing call today. Today, we paying the bills with some Sentinels pages, baby. Because, you know, I love me some call. But I also love having some house payment money, and I loves me some groceries. Woo, you know a fat man loves some groceries. So, yep, I'm doing some work to pay the bills today. We're doing some Sentinels pages. So I'm going to be back on some car pages pretty soon. And I'm actually thinking I'm probably as crazy as it may sound, I'm going to try and start sticking to maybe just a 10 hour day working on client books for a while. So I can take that extra six hours a day. I'm usually working on client stuff and put that towards call for now. It might be green zone down the road, but so I can keep getting call out at the same time that I'm doing this book. Cause Honestly, if I didn't have to pay, oh, sorry, I'm going to miss you, Kyron. Love you. I understand. Cause awesome. Sentinels are only amazing. I get it. I get it. I understand. Uh, but yeah, that way I can keep getting call out regularly. I could have call done before the Kickstarter launches the second issue, but I figured I got to pay bills too. So I got to get this done. So Kyron don't have to worry about paying bills because Kyron's independently wealthy. The 1% don't have the same kind of problems we have. And Kyron don't even have the same kind of problems that poor little measly 1%ers have. Kyron's the elite of the elite. That's what Danny J. Quick tells me. And I know for a fact Danny J. Quick wouldn't lie to me. He wouldn't stretch the truth. Not my Danny J. Quick. 
call his life. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the kind of passion and enthusiasm that I need to go back my Patreon today, Gary. Go check it out. You go to Patreon, Mr. Fish Comics. Check it out. You can back it. I'm really looking forward to the Patreon model. I think it's going to work out really well, specifically for me with my books. Because as Kyron can attest, I'm ridiculously fast. If anybody else was charging a monthly price for getting books, that would be kind of ridiculous if they're only going to put out, you know, two books a year. But I've worked on 60, this makes the 67th book in five years that I've worked on. And I'm probably, I might have this done before the Kickstarter's over. Depends on how much time it takes of my attention during the Kickstarter pitching it and whatnot. But uh, I work crazy, crazy fast. And <laughs> surely you can come up with a better pawn for the first name, the bro magnum. Oh man. Oh, man. There's probably a much better pun, but I probably can't make it because, you know, then I'd get myself canceled if I did. But Karen can do it because Karen can do anything. You can't cancel the top of the top of the top of the top of the 1%. That's what Karen says. Uncancelable. Except that one time Danny J. Quick tried to cancel us. <laughs> he almost got us that time. I think let's light him up probably needs an exclamation point. That's what I think. But, you know, I'm crazy. I use a lot of exclamation points in my, I use a lot of exclamation points in the way I talk, much less the way I write. People say, Fishy, you can't use that many exclamation points. And I say, oh, I can't, can I? And they're like, well, maybe that is the way you talk. Indeed. Indeed. I'm a crazy, crazy man. I talk with a lot of exclamation points. I talk in all caps. You didn't know that, did you? Yeah, Yonka Fishy talks in the all caps. I tell you I'm making a mistake when I type your message in all caps, but I'm really just trying to convey the way I'm talking. Because I'm a nut job. Tell you the truth. I don't know if I'm coming down with another something or what. Man, I got the chills. They're multiplying. And I do indeed believe I'm losing control. And this power that y'all supplying, I'll be damned it's electrifying. That better shape up. Because I need to make comics. And these comics depend on me. Man, see, now, now here's the problem. <sighs> Powerful is a really long word 
to end that on. So it's hard for me to get that into a more round shape. And and in the script, it's Tarantula throwing some of his explosive spiders. But what am I going to put in there that could help spread that out? Let's try spiders and see how that works. Eh, that's not bad. And let's see. If we select that line and shrink the horizontal ratio a bit. Oh, went too far. Went past that 90 mark. And I don't want to do that. That's when it starts to get weird. That's when the lettering starts to look as weird as your Uncle Fishy acts. And we don't want that. We don't want all our secrets out there in the world for every reader to come upon. Now, if they know what a weirdo I am, they'll quit buying my books. They'll quit buying my completely rational books about a Neanderthal crow man named God. Because that's the epitome of rational insane writing right there. That's the kind of thing a man in his right mind writes. Look at Dr. Quantum being all supportive. Oh, don't you worry, Tarantula. They're plenty powerful. Don't be embarrassed. Lots of men have, have low-order explosives in their spiders. <laughs> don't feel bad. It happens to all of us sometimes. We all get our powder wet sometimes. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm so weird. I love myself. <laughs> oh, Dr. Quantum being a supportive partner out here, I'm assuming. These are the kind of assumptions that are going to get me fired as the artist. I'm going to shrink powerful a bit because it really sticks out do 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 and that hurts my feelings. Then I'll stretch plenty a bit, but not too much, not too much. I'll throw a fit. Did it really help? I don't know what to say. Do 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 honey. Oh, you know what I should have done? I should have turned the lo-fi hip hop on in the background so then he sent his quick man after us I'll tell you what Danny six the quick nation on you you know it quick is there going to be an option in the kickstarter to be drawn into car as a different crow magnet dang I wish I had thought of that. Man. Man, I wish I had thought of that. <sighs> Golly. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do that in the next one. I'm gonna have to specifically leave some room in there. Cause I didn't do that. I usually think about leaving room to get drawn in the book, but then I leave lots of room for people to be drawn in and then, you know. 
two people over two books sign up to be drawn in. Um, all right, so we got panel one, panel two, panel three, panel four. So we got four panels here, which I have the freedom with this client to change things around if I need to and combine things and make them look cool if I want to. So we got Chronocides coming in towards Wiz. The team reacts to protect him as Grim Reaper draws his sword and leaps towards Chronocide and slices off a piece of his time stick. Ouch. Um, and Orca grabs Wilson and takes off towards the door of the meeting room. Banjo, the team's dog's mascot, is underfoot. That probably needs to be its own little panel of them running out. I could do that all in one big panel, but to really get like the dog underfoot, I need to... I need to, I'm going to do that in one panel just for the fun of it. It's not too late, Sarah says. You can always change the face on a character that's already there. A little bit of extra work, but not terrible, she says. Yeah, but see, Sarah doesn't think through the fact that I've already given all these characters in the background big backstories and who they are and what they are and where they're from. And because, you know, I can't just put somebody in the back and not give them a life story. And the one guy that it would be really easy to replace and just put Chiron in there if Chiron wanted to buy the slot is the one guy I don't want to replace because if I do that then now there is a scene with all of the crow magnons in their slave robes so I basically would just have to redo a face I could do that I could do that. I'm going to have to think about that. Because, I mean, it wouldn't be gigantic. I would be an elite Cro-Mag. Sleek and shiny. Ripply with the muscles and oil. Indeed. That tier would be for a visual cameo, not a backstory cameo, right? <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I'll think about it. My only problem is if I re if I replace them, if I add somebody in in like the slave revolt, then their face is going to be about that big on the page. And I kind of feel like if you're going to pay a significant amount of money to be in the book, then it should be, you know, it should be a more prominent place. But like, like I just drew Andrew and Ezekiel into, uh, green zone two which is coming out soon and they take up like a half a page you know so like i wanted to give them a prominent place in there so that's my only thing oh kyron's popping in here twice or we got a fake kyron maybe that's kyron's 49th clone that he's got there out doing all of his work maybe that's what it is and that's the elite kyron sitting in his ivory tower All right, um, so I'm going to have that be a separate panel, and then Chronocide backhands Grim Reaper across the room as the others move in to fight him, uh, and Tarantula throws some, okay, yeah, I'm going to keep it at four panels, because I think that's what's going to work, but one of these panels I'm going to keep as kind of a 
insert. So let's come over here and divide frame border and uh, I'm thinking maybe even go here. Let's see how this looks. And then I'm going to switch over to this one and go from here, holding down the shift and then click there. And then I'm going to click over here and cut a little panel out of there as one will do. And I'm going to try this in half for now and see how that goes. Whoops, didn't want to turn it. Crazy fishy. Just want to move it. The new upgrade Clip Studio is a little bit, a little bit different on the way the tools react. Just a little bitty bit. It's taking a little bit of the getting used to. Not like Uncle Fish is an old man setting his ways. Gosh, not. Couldn't be that. How would I have a hot young bride if I was an old man setting my ways with a big long gray beard and a cane? Couldn't be. Not me. Couldn't happen. <sighs> Didn't want to turn it, dummy. Stupid. Stupid fishies need the most love. All right. Now, what your fish is going to do is he's going to hold down the old shift key and select all those. Then he's going to right click and click create folder and insert layer. And then I'm going to give the ye old double click of the Lord and going to tap in letters. Because that's one of the only things that your Uncle Fishy titles, and I don't know why. It's just the way the crazy old men do it these days. And now I can turn the lettering on and off and get it out of my way. But it's all in one little bundle, so it's easy to do it all at once. And now I can start actually drawing, which is what we came here for, and we're only 30 minutes in. Why are these keys so small? Good gracious, y'all just been a chit-chatting over here, and I ain't even seen it. There's only three Chirons. Oh, well, then why is one of them numbered 49? That's what I want to know. What happened to the other 46, Chiron? What happened to the other 46? Were they disposable? Were they an issue? Did they get in the way? Did they know too much? That's what I want to know. Finally figured out how to spell the YouTube. Why are these keys so small? I get that. Spelling is hard. I kept. <laughs> yeah, that's win-win for the car in there. Oh, a likely excuse. A likely excuse. Use something that the common man in your elitist California might might support so that you can try and hide among them. I see. No, Chiron's not that old. That's the year of the original Chiron. 
before all the cloning took place. You know, each one gets to start over fresh. So this one's probably only six months old. But, but if we're talking Chiron as an entity overall, then absolutely ninety-seven at best. You know, it's way up there. I'm out here giving all Kyron secrets away. <laughs> don't get mad and make me disappear, Mr. Kyron. Please. Please, Mr. Rich Man, don't do it to me. I'll shut up. I'll toe the line. I'll be a good little fishy. I will shut up. I will draw the funny books. I promise. All right. Now, a big thing to me, a big issue to me is keeping everybody in the same positions and stuff, like they're coming from the same places and things don't suddenly flip-flop around. Uh, so I have to try and think, how do they get from here to where I need them to be on this page? Let me go ahead and save this page now that I've got all lettering done. Um Okay, you know what I could do? I could have Chronocide up here. Well, of course Chiron is. He's an elder god. He's older than all of us. They're not called a quite, not quite so elder god. You know, it, it, the name comes for a reason. It's because she doesn't have one. Clone. Gotta have his face up where you can see him screaming at her to run. So I gotta have his face, Grim Reaper's face clear enough here. 
And I think if I do it here, I can have him cutting off part of the... part of his staff and still like leaping into the scene. Got the name quick from how fast he runs away from your windows when you turn the outside lights on. At least that's what Kyron told me. I don't know. It may not be true. And unfortunately, I got to match this room up to the way the last guy drew it because I wasn't the one to draw the last issue. So I got to tie into the way he designed the room too. Um, so wild or you know, wildfire would be on that side of him. So I'm gonna draw her over here, getting ready to fight. This is a big part of the reason that I'm as fast as I am is because most of the time, like this is about as far as I'm going to take wildfire because I've drawn her before. I did her in more detail on the front one just to make sure I was getting comfortable with the look again, but that's about as far as I'm going to take her because I've drawn her a bunch of times and me and Roy both know I know how to draw her. Now, I may, I'm probably gonna take Chronocide into some deeper detail because I haven't drawn him before. This is my first time ever having him in a book. So, 
I want to make sure I want to make sure that we're both on the same page with his look because I'm going to go from this that I send Roy to finished inked work so I want to make sure that I have the look down better for this guy than the others that I've drawn a million times though to be fair it's been a year since I've drawn most of these characters and they weren't in the last issue of Sentinels that I did that one was a crossover with uh, Eric Bennett's Steel Wolf in his world as the uh, half of the Sentinels are dimension hopping trying to figure out how to get Ultraman home and which was a really fun part of the story to work on and I was really excited to get to be a part of that and I really hated missing out on the last issue but also I've got my own books I gotta start getting out now and can't just be a slave to the big money Chirons of the world out there that want me to draw their books anymore gotta gotta make some fishy time as much as the big money Chirons will try and cancel you for it gots to gots to make time for your own stuff out there how else will I ever get to be a big money Chiron man of the world I mean I'll never make it to Chiron's level but if I could make it to 1% of Kyron's level, I'd still be in the top 1% of the world, you know. And that ain't a shabby place to be. Now, that's up there where the air is thin and the rules don't apply. That's where Fishy wants to live. I can be just as weird as I want to be. See, I can pay people to be my friends. Like Kyron does. Oh my god, I'm so weird. That's why I gotta pay the friends, Karen says, because I'm so weird. All right. Now, I like this. I like them balanced in there, but I'm not really leaving a lot of place for Black Orchid and Wiz to be in the background. So I'm going to try silly fishy you had the wrong selection tool on you had the negative selection so I went through all that trouble for the nothing for the nothing did it all for the nothing what the nothing what so you can take that muffin stick it in your yeah
Alright, that gives me a little more room to stick them in here. I'm, I'm, uh... Alrighty. Now let's look back at the last page that we did. Where do I want to put her? Unfortunately, some of this is sometimes just playing around and moving things around until I figure out where I want it to be at. But I'm kind of thinking, yeah, I'm kind of thinking move this stuff up a little bit. put Chronocide higher in the sky and Grim Reaper literally leaping more at him and then put them down here in this corner a bit I think is going to work out better and yeah I think that's going to work out better so grab that leg oh I'm in the lettering I thought the government banned the use of chronocide. That's why he had to come from the future of the past. Because he's banned right now. That made the senses. Yes, that made much the senses. Yoink sparkle down there where he's leapt into the air. Nah, I don't like the yoink sparkle. We're going to get rid of the yoink sparkle. We're just going to keep playing, boys and girls. That's what we're going to do. We're going to keep playing until we play the song right. Somehow I got these out of order, and that's going to drive me nuts. Can't have that. Okay, wait a second. She, okay, so she's going this way. I was looking from this way. 
So she, all right. It's got to be turned trying to protect Dingle Doofus here. I can't remember now after all the madness if Katie's here or not, but I was going to let you know. Wife just took the boys off to get fixed. Took our wiener, his dad, and his brother all off to get fixed because his dad done knocked up mama again. This time she only had two, but Nana is not having any more, she says. She's done with this nonsense. So they're all going to get fixed. They're all at the vet. So honestly, this that I work on the show is probably going to be all the actual work I get done today because I'm going to have to go pick them up at the vet later. And... get people to work and all the other little things you gotta you know family man things that's gotta be done have her grabbing him by the arm here Cones of shame coming soon to a house near you. Yep. And it's going to be multiple wieners in cones of shame.
Alright, I don't know that that wall isn't exactly the right place. I think it's going to need to come down a little bit. But, that's pretty close. Thank you for telling her I'm getting my wiener fixed. I appreciate that. This has been a, it's been the topic of much discussion between us for, for a while now. The pros and cons of wiener fixations. That's the story. That's the title of Kyron's autobiography. Pros and cons of wiener fixations. Oh my god, I'm such a weirdo. But you gotta admit, life's more interesting with your Uncle Fish again. What did you ever do without me? Kyron don't know. Because Kyron's always had the subscription service. Kyron's been fixated with his parents since middle school. Oh, I know what I need to do. I need to stick me a big old fat tarantula head down here. That's what I need to do. Yeah. figure out how to hold it. Had to figure out when to fold it. I subscribed to Fish's only artist account since day one. Darn, dude. Laurie D, Katie, and I had a robust discussion this morning about a certain comic we had an advanced reading of. I hear you. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Oh, my gosh. I ain't going to spill nothing. I ain't going to drop any, you know, special knowledge I'm not supposed to be dropping, but... I'm just going to say there is a certain comic that will be coming in the future from UHS that is breathtaking. I recently just made a post about the best comic I had read all year and shared it out. And while I still stand by that at that moment, that was the best comic I'd read all year. This future release from one of my favorite studios 
is absolutely taking that spot already so quickly. Like, and I didn't think that was going to be possible, but man, it is good. And it is so unique and weird and fresh and Okay, now you're talking about the other one originally. Yeah, because I read one yesterday that was not the best thing I've read. It was the most, I don't even know why somebody did this thing I've read. Uh, but after that, Lori was nice enough to share with me an amazing new book to cleanse my palate from the punishment. It had just gone through and it was amazing. But the other one, oh my God. No, the other one is no, 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 no. The other one was bad. The other one was very bad. And I've read a lot of bad books. I've, read, I've bought a lot of bad books because I, I try and support all of the indie comics. Um, okay, I need to put Banjo in the back here just to show that he's here. And I'm just going to rough him in and I'll make him look more like himself later but I just need to rough in that Banjo is even back there in the background because he needs to be underfoot in the next scene writing so bad that we didn't appreciate how bad the art also was until we had some time with it. And, you know, the art wasn't great. But, like, I've seen much worse art in books that I actually, like, really enjoyed. There, I've, I've had much worse, much worse art in books that I buy every single copy of because I love the story and it's exciting and it's engaging and I keep coming back for more every time. Uh, but yeah, it was not good and it was an unpleasant experience to read it and just made me feel bad for everybody involved in the story. 
I honestly would like to share the information, but I think it would be kind of mean-spirited because it was not good. And I wouldn't want anybody, like, I wouldn't want anybody sharing my book around because it was that crappy. That would make me feel bad. So I'm not going to do that to anybody else. But, yeah, it was good. And I am just very, very roughly roughing this in. I'm not trying to get anything super accurate right now. I'm just trying to get the basics in. Honestly, I don't know why the dog's in here, because the dog's not in the book anywhere else. The dog's only been in the book one other time, but I guess he probably has something coming up later for the dog, so we need to remind everybody that the dog is here. You should read Chiron's books. Honestly, Chiron is one of the big reasons that I stepped out and started doing comics. I've told him that before, but um, Chiron was one of the first indie comics I think that I ever backed on Kickstarter or something. It was one of the first small press indie comics that I had bought online. And uh, I read his books and it really inspired me that I needed to get off my butt and get to work and get to making them and I was like you know this is good I can do this like I was worried and I'm not I'm not knocking Kyron or his books at all here but like I was worried in my head that if I wasn't the same caliber as the top tier of like artists at Marvel or whatever right now that I didn't have any place being I didn't have any place trying to put myself out there in indie comics and the work on Saw issue one is all solid work it's not it's not Marvel 
but it's all solid, clear, clean work. I dig it. And I was like, I can absolutely do this. I can do this. I could put out just, you know, I could put out as good a book as this. And I, I'm saying, I love it. I'm not making it sound bad. Like it might accidentally sound like I'm saying, but I had put such crazy high standards on myself that it had to be so far beyond what I could do. And Kyron was out there just doing it and making these books and they were good and they were enjoyable and they were readable and they had everything that they needed. And I was like, I can absolutely be doing this. And it got me off my butt and I'm, will eternally be grateful to Kyron for that. One of a small handful of people had a very instrumental move on my now career at that time. And I, I want to say it was like right when the first issue of Saw came out or something that I, and I was like, yeah, let's do this. I can do this. Let's, let's, let's get out there and make it happen. And like, I was super hard on myself about things that, you know, I didn't think I was good enough on yet. And like, I really loved the simplicity of the buildings in the first issue of saw, because I was all up in my head. Like when it came to doing buildings that if it's not, you know, historically accurate and, you know, architecturally accurate i wasn't doing my job right or something and putting crazy high standards on myself and you know and a lot of the some of the buildings in the background are just building and once they're colored and everything like they look so good and it was simple line art you know it didn't have every brick drawn out in it it didn't i didn't have to be able to tell you know what architectural movement it came from it's it was it was a building and it was clear and concise what it was and totally changed the way i thought about how i had to do buildings and that i didn't you know i didn't have to put every single crack in every single brick and every chip in every brick and all this stuff like i could just make a building and it's a building and you know it's a building and you go on and i freaking i loved it it totally changed the way i looked at my art and the way i did things and i'm not <laughs> i'm not saying this, if it's this idiot can produce a comic i can't do i'm just saying it took a lot of the pressure off of me and i'm grateful for that exactly keep it simple stupid and and that's the thing that really got to me later the more i started reading indie comics the more i realized like some people will spend days and days and days on a three-point perspective shot of a city and every brick has a nick or a chip or something and there's all these little gargoyles and there's all this stuff and nobody is going to spend even a fraction of the time looking at it that they put into creating it. Well, people say they're going to, they're not. You're going to spend five, 10 minutes tops looking at that artwork that might've taken this cat a week to do. And as in realizing that too, after reading a bunch of other indie comics, 
I was like, this is not where I need to be spending my time. I need to be focusing my time on the storytelling and the emotion and the body language and less on the trash and the stuff oozing out of the back of the dumpster in the background in an alley that's that big. You know, like I don't need to be worrying about that stuff as much as I need to be worrying about the big picture things that are really pushing the story forward. And that not only sped up my work, but um, it just, it made it better and it made it more concise. I just, I'm a lot happier with my work now and I'm not spending forever putting in tiny little details into things that nobody's ever going to see. But I love it. And actually, I have shown the first issue of Saw several times to several different artists as an example. And like I used it with my son, the artist, and I was like, you know, this is an example of how you should be doing this. This is this is a good book. And so I keep I keep it on hand just for that. Exactly. Five to ten minutes. I mean, two minutes. They're not going to spend any time on it. Not near the time we spend working on it. So keep it simple. You want to get the point across, but we don't need to waste time on stuff that's never going to be seen. Didn't realize what time it was, Katie says. I was trying to get organized for stuff this week. Going to have to go back and watch from the start. Well, that's all right, Katie. I appreciate you stopping in. We talked loads of shit about you. Absolutely. All good things. You know, because wouldn't say anything bad about my favorite Katie in the world. No, that's not the way a fishy would do. Fishy don't do you that way. No, if he's going to talk shit, he's going to talk shit to your face. Yes. Oh, man. There's a story I haven't told. What time is it? Okay, we're only, you know, past the hour point. Um, There's a story that I should tell you. When you, Uncle Fishy learned a lesson one day. Um, I used to work at Subway at a gas station near my house. And uh, I worked the night shift. And hold on, to make sure I get his face going in the right direction here. So he can see what just happened to his staff in the background. Throw a little extra reaction in there, even though he's not even mentioned in this panel. But, you know, your Uncle Fishy always has to be extra. So I'm going to have him reacting to his staff getting cut. But anyway, so I worked third shift at this Subway and um, Subway Sandwiches. 
for those of you who don't know Chiron, who don't, you know, eat common man food. Um, oh, absolutely not. We can keep talking about Katie. Um, <laughs> uh, so I work third shift. There's this lady that came in all the time. <clears throat> she liked to hang out with the lady that worked the front cash register because they both loved horses. And this lady kept a full size horse in her house as a pet and thought it was funny and it was so cute. No, oh, just loving it nice to sit on the couch. And my other friend was extremely upset that she let this horse behave this way because it was bad for the horse, blah, blah, blah. She was a real equestrian. And anyway, so they would hang around, talk for hours. And this lady who kept her horse inside as a pet and liked to come get her Subway sandwiches after work in the middle of the night. Just so happened, I'm I'm done drawing because I'm telling a story now. Uh, just so happened that this lady also, you know, grew a very, very, very full beard and like puts my beard to shame, full beard. And she shaved every day before work. And every night when she got home and was coming to get her Subway sandwich, there would be a good quarter inch of thick, dense, light brown, fully packed, much denser than my beard is, uh, beard growth. Like, full fuzzy, beyond beyond the you know the shaggy scrubble of the you know the guys in the magazines like oh yeah i just looked this way i didn't shave today no like full thick quarter inch beard super dense if my beard was that dense my beard would stick out like this like i'd look like you know soviet czar or something very very dense hair growth and you know i know She's got to be self-conscious about it. I know she's gotten teased about this. I know, you know, all of this stuff. Oh, no. They, no. She just cleaned it up when the horse went inside. Oh, but it's my baby. It's cute. Um, and full thick beard growth every night when she came in. I tried very hard not to stare. I tried very hard to be friendly and not just, you know, stare at her beard. She was obviously self-conscious about it. Um, trying to be as polite as I could possibly be. Because, you know, I try and be a nice guy. She comes through, I make her sandwich one day, and behind her in line is this little Mexican fellow that came in every night. He was like 22 or something, and he was a, he was just starting out being a professional bowler. And so, like, when he's done bowling and hustling people for money all night, he'd come in and get a sandwich on his way home. Just so happened he was in line after her. I give her her sandwich. She goes up front to pay. I go back down the line to start making his sandwich, and he cracks a joke about her beard. I cracked a joke back. He cracked another joke about her beard. And then I got up on stage and did a 25-minute set about this woman just freestyling and improving some of the funniest jabs of my entire life at this woman. I can't even I can't even guess right now at some of the things that I said. It was so funny that I nearly had this dude pee in his pants waiting for his subway sandwich. I'm just and like I'm just picking up stuff from 
you know, the veggies and cracking jokes and, you know, and man, you could be, you could, I mean, I, I was just going on and 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 on. Dude's bright red faced, can't breathe, just weeping at the end of it. And he pays me for his sandwiches, tells me how much he appreciated the show and walks out past the front cash register. And I'm waving goodbye to him as I look at the front register and see the lady standing there 15 feet away from me. She's been standing there at the register with Diane this entire time for like 25 minutes while I've done this whole stand-up routine about her beard. And she's just looking at me. Now I'm a young man. I'm 21 at the time, you know, but I'm, I'm responsible. I can take account for myself. So like a man, I ran in the back and hid. And I pretended that I had vegetables to cut and I hid in the back of Subway for like five hours. I only came out to make a sandwich for somebody. And the whole time, this lady's still up front staring me down. She stayed there for the rest of our midnight shift. She didn't leave until like 4.30 in the morning. She has never stayed that long, never stayed more than an hour, ever. And she stays most of our 10-hour shift that night and just hangs out with Diane, goes outside and washes the parking lot with her, my girlfriend at the time comes in and makes me come out to make her a sandwich. I'm like, no, I don't want to go out there. I don't want to go out there. She said, get out here, make me a sandwich. And I go out there. Lady's staring at me from the parking lot the whole time while Diane's watching the parking lot off in the middle of the night. And I tell her what I did. And my girlfriend's like, well, you're a dumbass. And there's no denying that. I should have looked around before I started talking crap about somebody. And then I realized... It doesn't matter if she was there or not. There were lots of people around coming in and out of the store that could have heard what I was saying. What I, Diane absolutely heard what I was saying and could have turned around and told her. The cat that I was making the sandwich for could have turned around and told her. Anybody could have told her what I just said had she not actually been standing there. And I realized it didn't matter whether she was standing there or not. I said it. And it was embarrassing and I was ashamed of what I had said and I was ashamed that it hurt her feelings. And I swore then and there that I would never say anything again that I would not say directly to somebody's face. Now, mind you, there's a great big caveat on that statement because I will say a lot of things to your face. I mean, I absolutely will. It's part of the glory of being born on the autism spectrum i will say stuff directly to you and not care at all so like you know i will i will be honest with you i will tell you things that you don't want to hear if you ask me um i'll say a lot of things but i declared then and there that i wouldn't do it again i wouldn't say anything behind somebody's back that i wouldn't say to their face and there's only been maybe three times in my life since that I have like cracking a joke or something or gotten really mad at somebody and said something. And all three times I have caught myself 
in the midst of saying it and be like, you know what? I wouldn't want to say that to their face. Like, I might be mad at Kyron right now, but I, as mad as I might be, I wouldn't actually want to say that to him because that would mean we'd never be friends again. So I apologize. I'm sorry to whoever just heard me say that. I didn't mean that. I was speaking in anger. I apologize. That's not the way I want to carry myself. Like I said, there's only been like maybe three times I can think of that I've ever slipped on that. Now, I might say a lot of things. I might tell you Kyron's a one percenter. I might tell you that Kyron's a one percenter of the one percenter. I might tell you that Kyron's got a whole secret stove of clones that he's been burning through. Apparently, he's knocked off 47 of them already because there's just the last three of the first 49 left. But I will say those things. But I won't say anything about Kyron or Katie or Sarah or Tony or Eric or J-Man or anybody else that I would not say to their face. And I try and live by that as much as absolutely possible because I had to learn that lesson the damn hard way. And I will never forget that lesson. So if there's anything you can learn from my missteps and my misdeeds, you can have that information. Do with it what you will. But let me tell you, you don't want to be hiding in the back of Subway trying to hide from a little bearded lady because you hurt her feelings. That's the worst, just about the worst I've ever felt in my life. And so there you go. Do with it as you will. Kyron, I hope you teach this lesson to all your clone babies so they ain't there flapping their clone lips, talking trash about you behind your back because you don't want that. Next thing you know, there's a clone uprising and, oh, the real Kyron's long gone. Exactly. And my kids get the impression sometimes that I told them all the stories of the stupid things I did as a kid to glorify the stupid things that I did. And my son Bear, who's a carbon copy of me at one point in high school, was like, I really feel like I'm falling behind. I haven't even like had my criminal stage yet like you did. And I'm like, dude, I was not telling you these stories as a how-to manual. I was not telling you these stories as a, I did really stupid things and got lucky and survived where a lot of my friends did not. And you need to go do this too. I was telling you these stories, hoping that you could learn from my mistakes and in the spirit of complete honesty, because, you know, OCD and whatnot. And I have to be absolutely black and white, honest about things. And so I was being straight with you. I'm not going to tell you not to do drugs. I would have never done that. I will absolutely tell you I did a whole lot of drugs and I'm lucky that I made my way out of it. And a lot of my friends didn't. And most of them are dead. And the few that aren't dead are still addicted. And there's only three of us that made it out. And the three of us that made it out are all like preachers now. Um, so like, I'm telling you this so that you can learn from the mistakes because I'm very lucky because most of my friends that I love dearly and partied with aren't here anymore. And that breaks my heart. But, you know, I got lucky and they didn't. And I'm not telling you that I wasn't telling those stories, you know, as something to, oh, let's do that. I'm telling you because I want you to learn from my mistakes. I learned from them. I learned from other people's mistakes. I want you to learn from mine. Anyway. It's been an hour and a half. 
I'm going to get off of here because I got a bunch of other things that I got to go do. Oh, my goodness. Katie broke somebody's leg when she was a kid by accident. But I felt very bad about it. In fairness, though, he did ask how far I could throw him. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds like a fish story. That's why I love Katie so much. Because oh, 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 I've thrown so many people. Oh, my God. Been a fun hour and a half. It dang sure has, Kyron. On that account, uh, as a kid, hi, bye, Jay, man. Good to have you there. But just touching on Katie's story, I absolutely made a girl in kindergarten uh, bite her tongue off, and I felt horrible about that. If you want to know more, you got to tune in next time to School of Fish, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Tuesdays and next Thursday. And after that, it's just going to be Tuesdays, unless you sign up for the Patreon. And that's why I'm going to tear all my scary stories up on the Patreon. I'm going to tear all the stuff over there. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Katie so much. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Y'all are nuts. Patreon! Absolutely. I, I, I'm not even going to do art streaming. I'm just going to tell stupid stories. That's what I'll do. I'll make more money on that. Forget the comic books and all that stuff. You want to subscribe to some stupid stories? Patreon. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you about the time I stabbed my cousin Gumby in the eye with a machete. I'll tell you about the time he fell out of a barn and got snagged on his spine. I'll tell you how he got stabbed through all four hands and feet on four separate occasions with a pencil. Back of the bus stigmata, that's what we call it. Uncle Fishy story time. That's It's, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be one of the top tiers, but it's going to be a good time. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, my God. All right. I got to get off here before I choke on my allergies and die. Um. Anyway. Peace out. Love you guys. I will see you Tuesday. I'll probably see you tomorrow on Five Star Fridays. Lord willing, the creek don't rise. Um, so I'll see you there.